Welcome to Talk Theory. It's your host, Kiara Barnes, where I talk all things life, what makes us human, and what makes us superhuman. Sit back, relax, and join me for a chat. Hello. Oh, that was a quick cut off. Today, um, how is everyone? How's everyone doing? We are now in August. Um, yeah, things are moving. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Theory. Thank you for returning to come and chat with me. Y'all, I'm not going to lie. It's been a week. A lot of ups and downs, some uh, breakdowns, if you will. (laughs) Some challenges here and there. Um, But we're getting through it. I do quickly want to say and address, I apologize for the delay, but we are pushing back the album release. As you could probably tell, it didn't come out this week like I had uh, expected, Basically, I'm doing a name change. I was going from uh, Kiki Barnes to Kiara Barnes. And basically, you know, Kiki Barnes is fine as a cute nickname for everyone, but from, well, certain people. Um, But uh, I just, as I've grown older, I've really learned to love my name. And um, I, I don't know, when I was younger, I think... A lot of people would have a hard time saying Kiara, which is very interesting, but um, nonetheless, it happened. And so I just allowed people to just say Kiki because I was like, eh, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I've learned to really love my name and I find it to be beautiful. And um, this album is all about coming home. And I just want to enter this next chapter of my life being me. Like, just being fully Kiara. Um, So, like I said, it's been a little more, tiny little bit more, like, just things that need to be done um, in order to change and bring all my music over to this new name. Um, And it's happening. It's fine. uh, But just bear with and keep checking up on my Instagram. I'm going to have to make a... Uh, like a post on my story about it. Um, So I'm hoping by this next week that it'll be released under a new name and um, yeah, I'll have to get like a new profile and all that set up. So we're doing it. It's happening. Uh, But it is a little bit of a process to switch. Um, But yeah, I'll keep you posted. Um, I really don't think it'll be much more time, but a few folks have asked me. And so this is a PSA (laughs) that we had to do a little pushback, Um, but it will soon be out. So not to worry. Okay. Uh, Today's topic is one I've been wanting to speak on for a little bit now. Let me also just say Again, folks, this is talk theory, not talk fact, okay? I am speaking through the lens of Kiara, what I've experienced. So 
it's okay. It's okay if you don't agree with me or my statements. It's okay if you don't really feel what I feel, but I am speaking from my lens, my heart. Um, so I just want to keep that in mind because the subject matter can get personal. Um, and today we're talking about just feminism in general and um, a little bit about Disney princesses, the Barbie movie, and the overall narrative of being a good feminist. Um, all of this really started really circulating in my mind these past few months because I've just heard a few conversations and arguments being made about Disney princesses and how it's not good representation of what it is to be a feminist or, um, you know, people feeling some type of way, even if they're kids, like, you know, storytelling like that. And, you know, there's a ton of definitions on what it means to be a feminist. But my definition of feminism is advocacy of equal rights for all, right? That's to me, is what a feminist is. And I understand why feminism was originally created, obviously, you know, for defending the rights of women, you know, along the lines of getting paid equally, which today we're still working on, you know, to have the ability to vote and just a lot more. But as time has modernized and we see more women in the workplace and earning more than before, right? Um, Feminism in itself has modernized to be about equality in a more extended way. And I just think sometimes it can get a little misconstrued and miscommunicated that equality is the common goal, right? To be treated with respect, to be treated fairly and essentially, you know, advocating for just a better world, you know, like, you know, world peace, honestly. And, um, the bar, the Barbie movie for me was a perfect, perfect example of this because it showed the flip in perspective. And this is, might be a little spoiler alert. Okay. If you haven't watched it, I'll be talking about stuff in the movie. Um, but in this movie, we see how women are dominating in Barbie land and the Kens are just there you know they're not really totally respected as much you know they are basically these trophies and and really pretty things to look at on the side and as soon as Barbie can't ends up crossing over into real life existence it was flipped and it was the first time she was noticing you know wait a minute they treat women really poorly here and uh ultimately like the kens find out that they can be more dominating and they take advantage and they begin to do all of that and barbie world changes and it's this whole thing where barbie eventually has to accept who she is as a woman all of her faults flaws and imperfections and with that outlook having to have some kind of compassion for even those who have hurt her because they are acting from a place of hurt themselves. And 
what I liked about that was being, it was to me like being mean or treating one group worse than the other because you've been hurt by said group at some point. It doesn't make you feel any better in the end. And it's just really the circle of life that we all feel pain. We all want to feel belong, some sense of belonging. We all want to feel loved. And so stripping another of that will only do you more harm than good. And to anyone um, who saw saw that to me, sorry, I just have to say this. Anyone who saw that and thought it was one big like man-hating parade or whatever, you missed the entire point of the movie. It was displaying the world that we live in today, but showing that in reverse. All right, so take the time to ask yourself if that bothered you to see why. Why that bothered you? And is it perhaps because you've never seen or felt that much contrast all at once, you know, before, and so it felt overwhelming? And, you know, why would that feel overwhelming? And I I just would encourage anyone who watched that in general to listen really closely in process because there's a lot of nuance to the movie obviously but they did such a great job with talking about something that is so complex and layered but in a way that was digestible and funny but also very personable and one of my favorite monologues actually in the movie was Uh, America Ferreira and I'm going to read it because it's just too good not to read and basically context Barbie has come back to Barbie land and it's like Ken Utopia and they have learned about um, the patriarchy and just like totally taking over and you know she just feels really bad like she's failed and So she's just kind of like giving up hope and America's character um, is trying to explain to her, you know, how difficult it is to be a woman. So this is her monologue and it says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like we always have to be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. It's too contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. 
I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. This monologue just hits everything. Okay, I I just had to speed read through that because it's so good. And it just explains, you know, womanhood in our society right now is a double-edged sword at times and at most of the time, right? And having, having stuff like this, this movie being put out in the world just to remind one another to cut each other some slack, <laughs> to breathe, do not be so harsh to one another, you know, sometimes women can be just as bad as the men when it comes to judgment and being unkind. And that in itself goes to show you just how ingrained it's been in our minds to always be commenting on a woman's body, her appearance, her life, the way she, you know, speaks, anything. I mean, there are dedicated reality shows where the premise is to judge the woman, judge the women. Like, And I'm not saying I haven't participated or watched, but the older I get, the more I notice like, whoa, okay, these are very outdated programs. And it's like hard for me to watch that stuff. I I don't, I really don't. And um, just having to teach myself how to release that and instead give love you know what I mean like having to reprogram myself and if I have an experience where like even I'm the target I'm practicing letting that go as best I can knowing that we do have this programming and some are very unaware or not sure how to break those patterns and so me getting bent out of shape and giving hate back isn't going to fix anything anymore right and all of this leads me to the whole Disney princess conversation you know I've heard plenty of women speak about how they feel bad even like if their children have interest in Disney princesses or becoming a princess because it's outdated storytelling and and blah 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 and I, I get that I do I, I really do but to me it's also not fair to say just because you enjoy those stories. Hello, they are stories, fantasy, that you're not a feminist. You know, it's not that I agree with every single, um, you know, stuff, because stuff is outdated, but you can update it in a way where it's, you're not like pushing this thing. Let me explain. So, you know, because to me, it's just not fair to say just because you enjoy those stories that you're not a feminist. Also, there are certain women out there that don't want to be the CEO, that don't want to do that, that genuinely, genuinely would love just to be a stay-at-home mom, you know? And not even just that, you know? It, it just doesn't mean that they are also, just because like, oh, I'm using the example of stay-at-home mom. Um, it doesn't mean that they are also asking to be treated with disrespect. 
right? Or that they are also asking to have no choice. No, in fact, they're asking for the freedom of choice to freely be whatever they want to be and be able to have the freedom to change that choice whenever they want to. Because we are all humans and we are all evolving and shifting in our own way and at our our own pace, right? So the idea of that, if you want to be a mother, there's no shame in that. And if you don't want to be the CEO, but you do want to go to work and create things and be a part of a um, collective in some way, that's also okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not everyone wants to be that way. And the perfect example, this is like outside of feminism, was for me within acting. I've always wanted to be lead. I've always liked leadership. I love it. But there are some people in a lot of people in this industry that don't want that that do not want to be the lead of things that that actually appreciate um getting onto a set making a certain amount of money and not needing to take on all the roles and responsibility because it's a big task it really is but that is just something that's always been with me since I was young like I enjoy public speaking I don't mind press. I don't mind, um, you know, interviews and, and stuff. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a lot of energy and everything. Um, but I I do. I, I love being in a leadership um, uh, position because it feels good to share and have a team and create something. And I, I don't mind that. Whereas some people would rather do anything but right so it's kind of just like the same case of this like you know there's some women out there that just do not want to be a mother absolutely do not want to be a mother but also don't want to be a ceo you know what i'm saying where it's like there's so many layers because we are all human and we all have different life paths of what we want so to predetermine that every woman wants to live a certain kind of way and be a certain kind of way is just outdated in itself, right? Like you're not really, um, you're not really seeing the layers to everything. And like I said, again, it's not about, oh, well, then you, you don't want equal pay and then you don't support. And it's like, no, I absolutely support that. But I also support me having choice in what it is that I want to do. That's the that's the thing that, right, is, is that we want is choice. And so that's something that I've always liked to clarify is you can still be a feminist even if you love those kinds of things. Like for me, when everyone was going off about Princess Ariel and, you know, like, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to go see this for multiple reasons, obviously not just this because... um we all know with uh, Hallie how that was going. But, um, you know, people were just also hating on the princess in general and being like, oh, you know, she gave up her voice for a man. That's ridiculous. I, I will never have my daughter go see that. To me, Ariel's story was always about her deep desire with being a human, having access to a human body. Right. And the song she's even talking about the ability to have feet 
to be able to experience the fun or the sun, to feel things as a human would, right? The whole, her whole thing. I mean, she goes and looks for these treasures in the water because humans have created these things. And she's so curious about how, how do they use these things? How does one even mold this together, right? Her entire room is covered with human trinkets because she's so obsessed with the idea of human life. And Prince Eric was always a plus. And also that was her first time experiencing human connection, the energy of love from another human life source on land and how powerful that feeling is. Not about just giving up her voice for Eric, there was so much more than just Eric. As soon as she get off, gets off land, she's exploring. She wants to see things, right? And she had wanted to see the human world long before Eric. Eric is a plus. And there's nothing wrong with having a Prince Eric and feeling uh, protected. It's not to say that she can't defend herself. But to have someone in your corner to help you is not a bad thing, right? Like, I'm talking from my own experience. It is... I love having a little extra help. Can I do it myself? Absolutely. But it is nice to have someone there, right? And it's not a necessity, but it is a plus. It is nice um, to have someone in your corner to help you. Again, this is my take on the subject. Sometimes I feel like we can just put so many rules and regulations and emotions onto things, we can lose sight of the entire point of something. And I never, I just, I never got down with the hating on men or on other women to get the point across that you're doing something better or a better thing. It's just not necessary. And I think it takes away from the ultimate um, impact of it all the ultimate goal, right, of equality. It, it just totally distracts from the whole purpose. Um, whoo, y'all, that was a big talk. Like, dang, <laughs> I need to get some water after that. But it was on my mind, and so I wanted to talk about it because I was just like, I've heard so many conversations. I just, this is something that needs to be discussed, and it will be for a long time, I'm sure. Okay, let's wrap it up with a theory this week. The theory of the week is allowing space for understanding will grant all the comfort you seek. Allowing space for understanding will grant all the comfort you seek. Okay, folks, that's all I have for you today. I shall see you next week. Hey, love you. Bye.